Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Off The Beaten Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, uh, I got to sit down with, well, I got to sit down with Stuart Braithwaite of Mogwai. Um, a band that has soundtracked many, many years of my life. And so it was a real, real uh, privilege to get to sit down and, and talk to him about records. And, uh, and, and I know you're going to enjoy this episode, so um, I won't waffle on too much and, and we'll, we'll get straight on with it. All I will say is if this is your first time listening to the podcast, um, please feel free afterwards to go and have a, a rummage around in the archives because you'll see over 150 episodes with some amazing um, musicians, actors, artists, DJs, comedians. Uh, go, go and have a look. I'm sure there'll be plenty of stuff there that um, might interest you. Um, and if uh, you, you want to support the podcast, then um, I also have a Patreon page uh, where each week I put a standalone episode up there as well. Um, you can find out all about that at offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. Um, just a quick thank you to uh, 76 for producing this podcast uh, and much love to uh, Scroobius Pip and everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network. Okay, it gives me great pleasure to introduce today's episode. Please enjoy Off The Beaten Track Podcast with Stuart Braithwaite. Listen up, I've only got another new sponsor, Egg Fried. It's this super cool clothing label and... If you're into sort of skating and street art and gigging and, and kind of like really cool art and throwing a little bit of Asian culture and, and the designer's kind of weird sense of humour in the mix, then you're pretty much there with the wonderful world that is eggfried.com. Now, they do these amazing punchy kind of graphic tees, hoodies and sweatshirts, beautiful art prints, as well as this, they have a denim range, all handmade in-house, all supporting the slow fashion movement. Not only that, they've given you a discount code, 10% off when you head over to eggfried.com. Just use the code EGGSALAD, E-W-G-S-A-L-A-D, save 10%. Go and get lost in the world of egg fried. Also, they've got a new kids range, and it's called Small Fried, and it's super cool, super cute. Um, And again, it's all over there in this wonderful world. Go and get involved at eggfried.com. Off the Beat and Track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network with me, Stu Whipping. Welcome to Off the Beat and Track podcast. Sitting opposite me today, uh, via the means of Zoom, is Stuart Braithway. Hello. Hiya, how you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. Um, before we get on with um, 
working through your playlist today. Um, just curious to know uh, how you've been getting on um, in lockdown as uh, as both a human and uh, and a creative. How you been getting on with that? Um, as a creative person, really well, to be honest. Like, um, not having much distraction is quite a good thing for for getting a lot of stuff done. So yeah, we're we're getting ready to record. We actually were meant to have been recording in May in America, but obviously that that plan had to change. Um so yeah, we're getting ready to record at the end of this month. So I've um done a lot of work with that. The rest of the guys have as well. So we've got we've got enough songs, which is always a good start. And um gonna get together to rehearse in a week. So yeah, we're 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 in decent shape. So yeah, that's that that's that's been pretty good. Also done a bunch of remixes for people and even things like today that I might not have been able to fit in if I'd been yeah. normally away away or, or or very busy with stuff. And as a human, I've been okay. I mean, I've got a dog, so I've had to go out with the dog. So kind of don't feel quite as isolated as as maybe some people have been so yeah i've been doing okay yeah i think it's um it's it's, it's really changed like that that's been the thing that's kind of kept me pretty sane i think taking the dog out and it's like what was really weird i, I don't know if you've noticed it where, where you are but the first sort of couple of weeks of just sort of strolling around everybody was so starved of that kind of connection and interaction people like were kind of which doesn't happen where i live people were saying hello to you and it was like, right. oh, oh, hang on, total strangers are being like friendly. Yeah. This is nice, and and I've yeah. definitely noticed in the last couple of weeks that started to disappear again. Now, as as, yeah. as we're kind of coming out of it, people are going yeah. back to being very self-involved and and not and not wanting to sort of communicate with strangers. It's uh, yeah, it's strange. Okay, well, um, I don't know that your song choices today, so I'm going into this one blind. So I'm I'm, I'm interested into uh, knowing what you've chosen, but. For track one, uh, Stuart, can I ask you please what you think is the song with the greatest ever intro? Um, there, there, there was quite a few I was kind of thinking about. I thought about this quite seriously and I was just kind of like thinking about introductions and then I was actually just listening to this today. So I changed my mind on this today. Um, it's a Six Pack by Black Flag. Okay, nice. Um, uh, and it's one of the few songs that I remember where I was, exactly where I was the first time I heard it. And and it's just got that amazing bass line, the kick drum going along with the bass line, and then the guitar harmonics kind of playing over the top. And I can I recognize that sound because I was and still I'm a big fan of um Bauhaus and um Daniel Ash does that a lot, always yeah. played harmonic kind of um, sounds on his guitar so I just remember hearing it and then obviously the song just goes into kind of overdrive and into this really fast punk song but I think just just as the the way it starts to just set in this kind of really ominous heavy mood yeah yeah it's amazing but yeah the, the other stuff I was thinking about stuff like um like Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath that yeah. kind of the bell and stuff like that but yeah I think I think I'm going to go with Black Flag Okay. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty solid choice you've gone for there. But I, I want to ask you, Stuart, just, just in regards to um, writing music, and, and, and I, generally when I, I speak to um, musicians, I always ask them this question, and, and, and I've been doing this for like 
nearly two years. I never quite get the question out as I want it to sound. And it's just, I'm really curious as to how you, as an artist, approach songwriting and the intro. And has that changed as times have, have changed in regards to the way that people consume music and listen to music? Whereas maybe when Mogwai first you know, appeared on the music scene, people were still buying vinyl and cds and they yeah. wasn't constantly being distracted by things down the side of computer screens saying you might like this if you like this try yeah this. oh well, I, I don't think we've changed at all yeah to be honest we're we're even when we're making a record i still kind of think of side a and side b um and I actually i think a lot of people that like our music do still buy records i know i know we most people have seen like digital be the most popular way people get their music and I think with us it's still physical so I think the people that like our music probably like that kind of sit yeah. down and listening to something for an hour or half an hour or whatever so we've definitely not changed but I mean I know some people who make more kind of commercial music and they are really aware like is it like you've got to get to the chorus within 30 seconds I mean we're lucky if we get to the second note within 30 seconds. <laughs> I knew when I asked you this question, it was probably the wrong person to be asking because... No, it's still a good question. It's still a good question. But yeah, we've, we've, we're we just in complete denial of the modern yeah. age. And it is. <laughs> and what you said there was the thing that, you know, when I speak to people that, that may be right with maybe more sort of pop sensibilities in mind or a pop market in mind, um, it does seem that that has shifted to the fact where... Literally, so many songs now are literally starting with a chorus. It's like just seeing how that that has evolved was was was, was pretty crazy. Yeah, it's it's um, yes, yeah, a different world. And I mean, I suppose you are competing with all these things and like like TikTok and these things that just the very idea of it just gives me a headache. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Loads of young people shouting at me in short bursts. It's kind of like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's my idea of hell. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, Stuart, for track two, I want to ask you, what was the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you? Yeah, well, I mean, this is going to sound kind of hipster, um, but this is genuinely true. Um, it was Heroin by the Velvet Underground. And um, I had a guitar teacher. My parents got me a guy who taught me guitar, which I should be very grateful <laughs> to them for sorting out. And also the guy, Harry, was a brilliant guy. And he um, did kind of what most guitar teachers do and is like teach you songs that are not overly complicated. And I remember him teaching me Heron by the Velvet Underground and just hearing the song and just being like, oh my God, this is not... This is not, I want to hold your hand. This is yeah. something something much weightier. And I was a kid, so I didn't know anything about drugs. And it wasn't even that I had a connection with the subject or anything, but I just knew there was something, something a, a lot bigger than, um, than a lot of the music I'd heard at that point. And... And and I don't think I even and I don't know it's such an amazing song I don't even know if I could even describe the emotion of the song it's just a really powerful song that kind of has kind of quite druggy obviously and this kind of like really heavy but not more kind of psychedelic heavy than scary or anything like that so yeah that that was the song that was the first one that that I really remember making me realise that there was more to music than just laddie daddy fun yeah. chorus dancing around. Like music could be uh, something a lot more powerful. That's a fucking cool guitar teacher that's teaching you to play guitar to Heron by the Velvet Underground. Yeah, he was. He was a really great guy, and like even even like loads of music that I'm still obsessed with. Um, remember him playing me like Search and Destroy by the Stooges. Some other stuff that that 
like Dylan and Bob Marley and just really good records. Yeah, um, yeah. and he, he 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 told me a lot about improvisation as well. That you just as long as you kind of roughly know a few scales and you can kind of um, express yourself on the spot, which I think is kind of the key to kind of a lot of the music that we make and a lot of the music I love. So, yeah, I've, I've definitely all my big debt. Wow. It's far more interesting than uh, what I was told, which was probably Ralph McTell and uh, and John Denver, I think, was... Uh, <laughs> was still, good, still good stuff, though. <clears throat> um, so whereabouts was you born, Stuart? I was born in a town called Lanark um, in Scotland. Lanark's about half an hour, 40 minutes from Glasgow, kind of in between Glasgow and Edinburgh. Okay. Well, um, that's going to lead us on nicely to track three, which is the song that soundtracked uh, your time at school. Um, when I was at school, um, I kind of thought high school here. Not yeah, so much. yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I kind of thought high school, primary school. I don't know if I was that aware of music. I don't think I would have even had a a Walkman or, I mean, I, 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 there was a few bits of music that I liked when I was a child and a few, yeah, like I had a, I remember a Pet Shop Boys tape and an Erasure tape and I mean, I still really love that music as well, but kind of, kind of thinking about high school, I remember my friend giving me a mixtape, which I think his big brother had made and one of the songs on it was um, Feed Me With Your Kiss by My Bloody Valentine. And I just didn't understand the song at all. Because by this point, I was probably playing the guitar a little bit and kind of understood kind of structures, chord structures. Like most songs are pretty gen- generally verse, chorus, verse, middle eight, maybe an intro and an outro if it's something a bit more um, developed. But I remember when I heard that My Bloody Valentine song, I remember just thinking, what the fuck is this? This is, this is, again, a bit like when I heard the Velvet, it's like, my little mind's just not quite getting it. Yeah. And, and almost this, um, dissonance of like, I really like this, but I don't know why I like it because I don't understand it. Yeah. Which I think is one of the coolest things that happens in music. And I mean, it, 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 it's something that, Obviously, I've been playing music most of my life now, and I generally do understand a lot of music. Um, obviously, there's certain kinds of music that I've not looked at that much, and I wouldn't pretend to understand it. But generally, I, I kind of know what people are doing. And um, when you hear something, then you can't. Well, there's two two things that can happen: you can hear it and not understand it, and, and hate it, which does happen. Or you can not understand it and love it, and that just just know that something's going on that yeah. that's um, a little bit extra. So yeah, I, I, and I guess my high school years were spent trying to understand yeah. what the hell was going on with my bloody Valentine, and and I'm not sure I fully ever have. I was about to I, say I'm 47 and I still don't know how they do that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still do. I, I, I'm still not completely there, but I, st- I love it even more than I did then. You know, they're just such a, a special band, and yeah, really, 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 really good band. 
So growing up, aside from kind of the influences of, as you said, like Friends, Older Brother and things like that, was, was there music on at home growing up? Um, my parents liked music, but it wasn't their main thing. My, my dad was a telescope maker and my mum was a GP. So they were busy. They were really busy. And, and um, yeah, there wasn't a lot of music coming from them. My big sister is probably my biggest influence. She's got really good taste in music. And it was her that first took me to gigs and and let me hear a lot of the stuff that, um, that I still love. So, yeah, that, that probably kind of got, got more from more from my sister than my parents. Although my, my, my parents liked folk music, though, and uh, I didn't listen to it a lot, probably because they were busy, but it was the music that they liked. And occasionally I'll hear an, an old Scottish folk song, and it's really, really evocative because it'll really remind me of when I was a kid. So there was always a little bit of folk music around. Um, um, and with school... Did you enjoy it? Uh, I enjoyed the social aspect of it. I didn't. I didn't really put much effort in, so I, I kind of. I didn't get a lot. Of, I didn't get a lot of qualifications or anything. But yeah, generally I enjoyed it. I'm still really good friends with some of my friends that I went to school, but. I've never really been big on kind of. Um, structure, discipline, and doing what I'm told, or anything like that. So yeah, that was always a, a bit of a stumbling block. <laughs> what did you um? What did you want to be when you was at school? Did you know? Not really. I mean, music was always my passion, so that's what I, that's what I wanted to do. Like on a day-to-day basis and it just kind of came to be that I managed to just keep doing it. Uh, like I, I did a college course. I went to college for a couple of years after school doing music and then we started the band. So kind of, yeah, I've been very lucky to be able to to continue doing what I like for, yeah. for, for this long. Okay, well, look, before we move forward let's let's keep it around uh that time and a little before because for track four uh Stuart, i'm gonna ask you the first thing you remember buying from a record shop um it was disintegration by the cure that's a good start in uh, place yeah yeah i mean i was that i was really into music before that but i just hadn't had the inclination to go and actually get something because my sister had records and and it was back in the days of taping records, so like you'd kind of like just turn up with a load of blank cassettes, and your pals would record all their Big Brother's albums or Big Sister's albums or whatever. But I remember I was so into The Cure; they, they were probably my favourite band, um, and probably still are. Yeah. So, and and I and I knew it was coming out, so I wanted it the day it came out. Um, Can you remember where you bought it? Um, I don't remember the actual shop. It, it would have been in Hamilton, which is where my mum worked, which had a couple of record shops back then. Well, yeah, it had yeah two record shops, an independent shop, 
called Impulse and uh, Our Price. And they also sold records back then in um, Woolworths yeah. and John Menzies, which was W.H. Smith's in England. Yeah. There was Menzies in my time. Oh, was there yeah. Menzies as well? Menzies had the best budget box of records. Like, you'd always yeah. be able to have a rummage around in there for some uh, stuff yeah, after it. Yeah, we used to get some great records from Menzies. So, yeah, I don't remember which one of those I would have bought it. I probably would have bought it from the independent one because we used to talk to the people that worked in there when we were kids. And Yeah, I've still got the the my, that one, which is pretty good as well. They actually they brought out, because the CD had two extra tracks. It was one of right. the first albums that had extra tracks on the CD. And they actually brought out... A, it on vinyl with the with the CD extra tracks a few years ago, so I've got that one too. Is that your favourite Cure album? Uh, it kind of varies. I think maybe my favourite one might be Pornography, just because it's so singular. But um, Disintegration is definitely up there. It's 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 probably their best album. I'm not sure if it's my favourite. It's probably their best album because it has that kind of variety of song on it, the really heavy ones, and then the really great kind of pop songs and the kind of ones in between it's yeah it's a really amazing record yeah absolutely i couldn't agree more um so as 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 mogwai's career uh has gone on how how important independent record shops been for the band huge yeah really huge and and probably even more for our label you know we've got our label rock action records because with mogwai we'll We'll, we'll get stocked in HMV and all that kind of stuff, but some of the smaller bands that we work with being on sale in those places is just, if they're not there, they're nowhere. Yeah. You know? And it's it, it's not even just there being a place to buy those records, which is obviously really important, but it's also just that kind of network of the people that work in the shops are usually the people that tell people about music. That's how, that's how I find about music. Like I kind of am friends with the people that work in Monorail and I talk, I talk to them and if there's something cool that's come out, they'll tell me about it. And I usually, they usually know what kind of thing I like and I'll buy it. So I think that I think that it's really important for independent record shops to kind of stay part of the, totally. the, the, the music ecosystem. Completely. For track five, Stuart, I'm going to ask you to um, tell me the song that soundtrack your years clubbing. Oh yeah, it's it's um it's by a band called Console, and um, the song's called Fourteen Zero Zero. Yeah, I've never really been. Well, I have, I have had a few years clubbing, but the the club that we probably go to the most was a club in Glasgow called Optimal which used to be on a Sunday night in the sub club, which actually started um, as a cross between a sort of regular club and a like regular gig. So like a lot of our friends' bands would play it in the early days and it just kind of snowballed and snowballed to becoming this really big club night that was always, always, always full. They play a lot of techno and like a lot of... Um, uh, the kind of no wave kind of stuff. I mean, I guess Optimo is a liquid liquid song. 
So that that kind of thing, but also a lot of new music. I remember seeing Peaches play there um, when she was first coming out. It's just been one of the most amazing gigs I've ever seen. And yeah, this, that console song, it's just one that I always think about from that night. It's got like a vocoder vocal and it's one of the ones they would always play. So yeah, that's 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 my my song. I've not not heard it. I don't not I've I've not heard yeah, it. Is it um what is it is it do you know if it's on Spotify? Um Oh well yeah 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 I think Matador put the record out. So actually oh, like, right. Yeah, well weirdly, like I'd a lot of the songs they would play were like late seventies or early eighties songs. Yeah. But this was actually relatively contemporary. Uh oh yeah, that's it. Yes, yeah, oh, I've heard this. It. I've heard this. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, yeah. It was, it was yeah, it's great. Yeah, so I'll put together a, a Spotify playlist to accompany this yeah, yeah, podcast. Totally. So uh, yeah, I'll stick that on there. Fantastic. Hello, I've interrupted the podcast again, haven't I? Sorry, it won't take a sec. All I want to say is. The songs that we're talking about in this podcast, if we can't play them, it's just because of the regulations regarding playing licensed music and such. So if you want to hear the songs, just go over to Spotify and search Off The Beat and Track Podcast and you can listen to all the songs because I've put playlists up for each of these. If you can't find it on there... I'll send links on all the social media accompanying each episode. So you've just got to press that one button and you can go through and you can enjoy all the songs that our guest picks. Anyway, I'll shut up, get back to the podcast. See you on the other side. So it's John Rashi, when you was going out, you know, in, in your, your formative years, like what, what did you want from, from clubbing? So no, I mean, I, I guess with that club, I would probably want to hear a lot of music that I hadn't heard. Like, Keith and Johnny, the DJs, are really big um, music experts and have have really good taste. But I, I know I don't know if they know this, but John Peel was actually they did a mix for the John Peel show, and it was his favorite ever mix. And he wow. actually he was buried with it, which is pretty incredible. Um, so yeah, they're really so. I would want to hear hear the records and you'd always hear something you didn't know still do I mean they still DJ a lot and do a lot of stuff online so yeah I'm always really interested we've got a label to um, Optimal Music which puts out great records too so yeah they've, they've been a big part of the Glasgow music scene and kind of turning people on to like really really cool records for a long time okay track six Favourite song from an artist from your home county? Oh, home county? I thought it said country. <laughs> it's all right, you. Everybody says that. I really need to put that in block capitals. Everyone says it. Don't worry. Okay, I'm going to have to change. I'm going to have to change because actually I was going to go for someone who's definitely not from my home county. Okay. Um, if you yeah, want to go I'm Scotland, from... Scotland's cool, man. No, 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 no. I want to stick to the rules. Okay. Um, well, my home county is Lanarkshire. Um, yeah, I'll go with a, um, a song by the Yummy Fur, who are a band from from Blantyre, which is pretty close to where I'm from. Uh, what song will I go with? 
I'll maybe go for Supermarket. Yeah. Through this really great band that kind of came out around the same time as us, quite kind of fall, Brian Eno influenced. And um, yeah, they go back together again. Paul, the drummer's in Franz Ferdinand, and John, the singer, had another band as well and called the 1990s. And um, yeah, they were always, always a really good They were quite successful, weren't they, in the 1990s? Yeah, they did pretty well. Hmm. Yeah, they did pretty well. And obviously, Franz Ferdinand are still doing great. So, um, but yeah, they, 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 we put a compilation by them last year. And yeah, I think they're going to make a new record as well, which is it's pretty exciting. I mean, from what I've seen in documentaries and what I've experienced speaking to, to you know, musicians that have, have kind of grown up and played in, in, in Glasgow, is it as... Is it as sort of close as, as, as we're led to believe? Is is that community of, of, of Glaswegian musicians as, as tight as we're, we're we're you know we're exposed to down here? I look and every documentary I see it just looks like it's a real gang, uh, you know, and a community. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's the only place I'm from, so I can, it's hard to completely compare. But yeah, I mean, I always kind of thought it was maybe because there was only a handful of pubs you would want to go in because you'd be kind of scared to go in a lot of them. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, no, I think, I think there is a bit of a community and people kind of definitely try and help each other out um, and are, are, are generally really supportive. And I think that kind of goes between generations as well, you know. You know, when we were starting, like, people a bit older, like, older than us, like the Pastels Teenage Fan Club would be... Um, really supportive and I'd like to think we and bands of our generation try to be to 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 the ones that are younger than us so I, I think I think it definitely definitely does work like that did you did you work with fan club early doors hey, Brendan yeah used who played with teenage fan club played with us for a little bit so yeah yeah, yeah. if I'm not mistaken I think Brendan now lives in Essex it does yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, I'm friends with him on Facebook. Yeah. I'm not sure where he goes. I don't know Essex too well. He, he lives about yeah. 15 minutes down the road from me. He lives in Leon C, which is a, oh, re- well, a really you, lovely little place. If you see him, say hi. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a very, very entertaining man. Um, never never a dull moment with Brendan around. He's a really good guy. So, um, yeah. Well, fan, well, fan club a big influence on your early doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the the, the, the first album. Yeah. Every, everything flows is one of my favorite singles and and he, even beyond the music just knowing that someone from the same kind of background as you had managed to kind of make albums and play all over the world i mean yeah. that kind of inspiration goes so far you know just yeah. just seeing seeing yourself in someone else i think that i think that that's so important and i, I Taking that subject a little bit to the side, but I think that's why representation is so important. You know why it's kind of so ridiculous that you have these festivals that are like ninety five percent men, because what are women that are going to that thinking? They're not thinking, oh, I could do that because yeah. because the evidence in front of them is you can't do that. So yeah, I think that oh, that's something that really needs to change. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. 
Um, final track. Uh, so you get to play DJ now. Um, yeah. I'm going to ask you for a song that many may not know that you would like them to hear. Um, I mean, the, the, the song, I mean, it's not the most obscure thing of all time, but it, it was probably the, from the record I listened to more than anything else last year by, by Purple Mountains. And the song is uh, Margarita's at the Mall. It was the band Dave Berman from Silver Jews put together and put the album out last year. Sadly, he died, which was really, really heartbreaking. But yeah, it's, it's one of my one of my favourite records, and I'd recommend it to anyone. Did you hear the track that First Aid Kit wrote about him? No, I didn't. No, oh, that's that's a beautiful piece of music. Oh yeah, I'll check it out. Do you know what it's called? Oh God, I'll, I'll, I can Google it. I'll find yeah, it out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What what a loss, man. That was yeah. Um. So when this kind of lockdown subsides some more and and we start to kind of reintroduce ourselves into some weird, new, strange normality. Um, what's, what's coming up, Stuart? Um, well, we're going to record, so we're going to make a record. Um, I don't know when we're going to go on tour. You miss him we're playing? Going- yes, hugely. I really am. Um, we're actually putting out a, a live record tomorrow in Bandcamp and I was listening back to it and it, getting kind of emotional just thinking about this experience that you take for granted. Yeah. But when it's not there, it's like kind of feels like you're missing a limb or something like that. Yeah, but yeah I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not sure when it's going to be. Um, certainly wouldn't want to do it until everyone feels comfortable with it. Yeah, sure. You know? I mean, we're kind of getting to the point in our career where we're not playing every couple of months, so you don't want to to play until everyone who wants to can go. So, yeah, it's hard to make plans on that front, but yeah, just keep making music. That's that. That's our plan. Just keep um, keep making music, and then be as ready as possible to go and. Go and uh, start deafening people and again, again as soon as we're allowed. Definitely. Um, Stuart, I've been a huge fan of your music for, for many years and so it's been a real privilege to sit and, and chat records with you today. Um, what? Thanks so much for your time, mate. Thank you too. All the best, man. Cheers. See you later. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. There you go. It's, uh, it's weird when you get to the end of like, podcasts and... And, uh, and and you just, you feel the need to just go, I really like your music. Um, you know, I don't know if that makes artists feel uncomfortable sometimes or if it's weird, but I don't know. I just think you only sort of get these opportunities to sit and, and talk records with, you know, with, with artists, you know, like, like Stu and, and so many of the other guests that, you know, that, that I've spent so many years listening to and, yeah, Hope it didn't sound too weird, you know, me having to say at the end, really like your band. <laughs> um, I hope you enjoyed that chat. Um, it was, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was so much fun to do. Um, as mentioned at the beginning, uh, if you do uh, enjoy this, then um, there's so many other episodes available in the back catalogue. So go and have a route around in the vaults and see if you can find anything you like. I'm sure you will. There's over 150 episodes with some amazing 
uh, musicians and, and producers and DJs and actors and actresses and everything. Go and have a look. Off the beaten track podcast. Com. Right, I'm back next week. Thanks ever so much for listening. Thanks once again to Stuart for giving up his time. And uh, and take care and see you soon. Bye-bye. I've got an announcement. Save Our Souls Clothing. www.sosclothing.co.uk Why am I telling you this? Because they're our official sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Go and check them out because their clothing is off the scale. You're going to love it. So they've decided they want to be our sponsor, which is amazing. And what I have to do is I have to tell you about why they're amazing. So here's a little bit of blurb. So they've only been going a year. And they're based in South End on Sea, just up the road from me. They put the company together based on a, a love of tattoos and alternative music. And they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot. All of the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable and water-based inks. In addition to that, they only print on garments made by members of Fairwear Foundation. I mean, come on, great clothing and a conscience. Since going live in April last year, they've seen their audience grow massively and are now selling orders all across the world. And they were recognised by Cosmopolitan magazine as one of the best sustainable clothing brands alongside names such as Stella McCartney. I mean, that's quite a first year, right? So go and check them out because they've put a lot of love into supporting this podcast and I couldn't be happier. What else they've done is they've given you 15% off. So if you head over to www.sosclothing.co.uk, do a bit of shopping, see what you like, throw it in the basket, and then on the way out, put in the discount code Beat 15, B-E-A-T-1-5, and that'll save you 15% off. Amazing, right? www.sosclothing.co.uk, official sponsors of Off The Beaten Track Podcast. It's Off The Beaten Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Eat a